This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm uh, yeah, actually sitting at home in the room that our makeshift, what do you call this little desk area, is about to get evicted from because it's soon going to be a baby's room. <laughs> <laughs> um, no pipe smoking in here, but man, yeah, things are good in Jackson, man, and uh, lots of fun around the Squire. You know, it, it's always interesting. We as much as we like having, you know, big days and lots of business around the shop and things like that, July is always the month we see, it happens every year, it's always the month we see a dramatic drop off in in business. And I think that's due for a lot of reasons. It's like, man, we power through the spring and then on through early parts of summer into June. We've got Father's Day, everyone's smoking their pipe, buying gifts, um, you know, buying stuff for themselves. And then, and then July happens and it's just so doggone hot, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> exactly. just awful. And then also, I think people are getting in those last minute trips out of town and stuff and, and things like that. So it's, it's been kind of quiet around the shop, it seems like. But it's been nice just to kind of catch up on, uh, you know, smoking some tobaccos that I've been neglecting recently and thinking about, uh, you know, some planning for the fall events and things of that nature. So, yeah, man, it's 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 exciting. You know, we, we sometimes try to take advantage of these quiet times, too, which is which is good. So what, what's going I mean, on with you in uh, in the Bayou City, man? No, oh, things are going well. Uh, you know, we, we were preparing for for Barry coming in. We thought for sure that uh, we were going to catch some of that, but uh, fortunately for us, but not as fortunately for Louisiana, uh, yeah. it did not, it did not head this way. Now on the side, I mean, this is, a, this is like, I shouldn't even complain about this, but I'd been <laughs> neglecting my yard because I was like, you know what? It's about to rain like crazy. Uh, and then it never rained. And so now half my grass is dead. So I, I'm, I'm trying to uh, <laughs> try to revive, uh, revive the yard. But beyond that, man, it's been good. That's you know, it's hilarious. interesting. You talk about, of course, this time of year being kind of a low pipe season. And I, I suppose, you know, there, there is something to be said that, that, you know, pipe smoking, the pipe industry, it's an industry of fire. It's an industry of heat. That, that yeah, just, that, that's, that's fair. Yeah. It's, it's that comfort in the winter to be able to hold that little flame in your hand and, and to be able to enjoy your pipe. But in the summer, especially down here, Ben, it, it is rough. What do you think, what is the, like, I, I never really thought about it from this standpoint, but if the pipe is that warm comfort in the winter, what is the, like, cool comfort equivalent here in the summer? I mean, it's, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe a popsicle. <laughs> Think of the, that popsicle. Probably the, might be the gourmet right. popsicle, the, uh, you know, lemonade or uh, sweet tea, you know, uh, or, or maybe a Arnold Palmer half and half. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I always, you know, there is that time uh, this year I am tempted, you know, to kind of smoke some of those fruity uh, aromatic tobaccos. You know, I pull out more often, uh, you know, things like Blue Ribbon that we sell at the shop or, um, you know, any of those uh, more kind of fruity blend seersucker one of our blend not the cornell and deal seersucker that's a cigar uh blend but yeah you know it's just i don't know I, I i do tend to find myself for me personally of course gin and tonic you know it's that kind of hot weather refresher, right, right? So. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay all right that's good i was just thinking like you know maybe maybe during this month in particular you should like 
you know, have like pop up popsicle carts and, and ice cream and, uh, you know, uh, personal uh, fans and you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> that ain't it's a bad idea. Man. Yeah. There you go. And then you could beat it. But that's, that's great, man. So, you know, things are going well here. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned to you that uh, I've been going to the, uh, the, the Houston pipe meetups and, and this last past one, uh, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show, but I was talking to somebody who listens to the podcast and they mentioned this, they've enjoyed it even. And in fact, maybe even a little bit more so since we've moved into the, the new, I hate to say format because the format's exactly the same, but with us being in different places. Yeah, kind of new uh, recording um, convention or whatever you'd call it. Yeah, and they were just like, they were just saying there was kind of like a noticeable, um, I don't know, I just maybe, I don't know if it's like a tone difference or something, but they've, I think, I think that it's becomes evident to the listeners or at least a couple of listeners that like, you know, since we don't, since we're like further apart, it's like, oh, it's even more exciting that we get to get, get together. And so <laughs> uh, apparently that may come across a little bit more in, in the audio. So, uh, yeah, you know, this is. Uh, that's interesting, Bo. I'm glad you mentioned that. I mean, that's uh, it, it is that, you know, we've talked about it before, but it's our one time of the week. Some of our closest friends that we have, uh, you know, a couple of really good bros to uh, kind of connect. And so we get to connect with our, our broader audience. But then, uh, yeah, y'all get to listen in as we get to uh, get to reconnect with each other. So it's uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It cool. kind of puts us in the place of the audience to some extent, right? Because like CSR yeah. is their weekly check-in with us, and now it's also become our weekly check-in with each other. So I yeah. think there's a increased sense of camaraderie there, <laughs> uh, at least for some listeners, maybe not for everybody. But oh, that's, uh, good. I, that's good. I thought that was great. Man, we've got some of the greatest listeners in the world. We've been putting it out you know, over the last couple of weeks that we've got an episode coming up on pipe culture, where we're taking a look at pipe places and specifically the porch. And I'm really excited because next week is that episode, and we have already got a great, great amount of content. So many wonderful thoughts uh, and stories that we we're going to be sharing from you guys. And if you haven't done so already, if you want to make sure that you get your specific porch story in, you need to do that before next Monday. So you can email those in to show at countrysquireradio.com. And we'll also put out a post later on in this week for people to comment on, because I know some people prefer to comment on the, the Facebook posts or on the Twitter threads or something of that nature. So we'll have those going out as well. But uh, yeah. email is the best way to kind of raise it to the top. So again, that show at countrysquireradio.com. And then the following week, John David, the following mm-hmm. week after the porch, after we're all chilling out, relaxing, maxing, all cool, you know, after we get that, then <laughs> we're doing a very, very special pipe shop fails that is strictly listener driven we've got some great I'm excited stories. about this you know it really is going to be from the other side of the counter like you, you know your side if you're listening of the counter <laughs> you know hey, what are what are those ridiculous experience I, I fully expect uh the country squire to pop up on someone's list and and uh, i'm sure we would deserve it but man i'm, I'm excited i think it's gonna be fun i really do and i will say this because i you know i know that we've got retailers that listen as well like you can send yours as well. Like, don't don't think this is not just a this is not just a yes. bash the retailers hour at all. I mean, we never want it to be that. No. Uh, in terms of the pipe shop fails, this is just a, it's a soapboxing an a, 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 an airing of grievances, a festivus <laughs> for the rest of us. For the re- <laughs> <laughs> it's like festivus for pipe smokers. Where yeah, what what is it the. Um, yeah, is it just airing of grievances? Is that what the airing of grievances? Uh, exactly. Yeah. And so this and, is and this is gonna be good <laughs> <laughs> to be to be followed by feats of strength with Brian Levine, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's not. That sounds great. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, oh, so that's man. coming the that's following awesome. week. Uh, same type of deal. Be sure to send those in. Show at countrysquireradio.com uh, for yep. uh, the the pipe culture episode. Put pipe culture or the porch in the title for the uh, pipe shop fails. Just put pipe shop fails in the title, and it makes it a little yeah. bit easier to collect all those and, and ensure that we're able to get those in time. 
Now, speaking of time, man, it has been some time. In fact, almost 49 years since the country squire opened its doors in Jackson, Mississippi. That's right. And coming August 15th is the date for the 49th anniversary. It is, man. We're having a birthday bash, and we are so excited. Uh, live music by uh, our very own Country Squire Radio International Club member, uh, Cooper Miles, going to be there. We've uh, been planning this for a while now, and Cooper's going to be there with some live music, have some good eats, good drinks, and uh, of course, going to be joined by our friend Max Stokeby with Lane and Scandinavian Tobacco Group, and going to have just some awesome deals on uh, all Lane and STG products. Think tins of uh, Orlick and uh, Escudo and uh, you know uh, some of your favorite Lane and and Peter Stokeby blends. It's just going to be a lot of fun. So, um, man, uh, awesome cigar deals as well. Folks from uh, Diesel, CAO, and Punch Cigars, too. But anyway, that's on August 15th at the Country Squire in Jackson, Mississippi, 6 to 9 p.m., and that'll be man for the 49th anniversary of our dusty old pipe shop and we're uh, we're so excited man so 49 it's a, it's a big one obviously we're looking forward to next year but man to get to 50 you got to get through 49 and we're uh, we're <laughs> we're true. so we're so thankful for it we really are pretty cool pretty cool so if, if you're in the south man please come and join us a couple other things i want to mention too but i think we had this week if i'm if i'm plotting this correctly we had the most distant pilgrim on the globe come to the shop what i think we're accurate in saying this that the person who came from the farthest part of the world to visit the country squire for their pipe pilgrimage came this week what Um, hinchos is back in town no (laughs) that would have been cool that would have been cool man but mark and his son matt came all the way from the gold coast of australia Um, oh down under and that down under and and they that right uh, just around the Brisbane area there man and they uh, they made an entire point uh, on their trip to the United States to come to little old Jackson Mississippi to hang out with the goofy folks at the Country Squire. Wow, dude, <laughs> that's it awesome. was so so cool, man. It was it was really uh, just precious, you know. It's uh, it, it's neat because you know recently we've had some of this, right? We've had a, a nice influx of pilgrims. We had our friend Stephen from Scotland and uh, you know folks from all over uh, Andre from new york came in just it's been such a real encouraging time for us to you know have all our global friends kind of come in but man it's just so cool folks from you know thousands of miles away uh making a point to come hang out with some rednecks in jackson mississippi and uh, and, and and talk pipes and and all that kind of stuff so it, it was just it was so great so to mark and uh and his son matt man we're just so thankful and uh tickled that y'all got to come spend time it, it steven was working behind the counter that evening when mark came in you know <laughs> you, you could tell you know, Stephen's, of course, the anti-hurricane. He's the one that, you know, kind of keeps all the folks at, at the Squire in line with his right, uh, right. Uh, beautiful sarcasm and uh, under under his breath uh, comments and things of that nature. And, man, he just had the entire time Mark was just in stitches. It was really uh, <laughs> at, at all Stephen's inappropriate jokes. So it was really, really great. But, uh, man, to, to Mark, uh, Matt, and, um, man, just making the effort to get here, we were, we were incredibly grateful. So thank you so much for coming. Uh, also, I have to mention this before we get into our topic. Uh, our awesome uh, conclusion to our interview, but um, man, there's a there's a fun new pipe related Facebook page that I really need you guys to be aware of because they're putting out 
they're putting out gold. They're they're putting out real gold, you know. And <laughs> okay. there's a lot of these. There, there's a lot of Facebook like memes that are 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 pretty subpar, you know. Uh, people don't put a lot of thought and effort into it, and I think maybe just because they think they can use like uh, Microsoft Paint that they deserve their own, uh, ooh, you know, forum ooh. to uh, <laughs> shade, to do the, shade. you know create some of this <laughs> kind of content, right? But man, th- there is a there's a really impressive uh, collection of memes related to pipe smoking now, and you can actually on Facebook go and search for. Or very simply, pipe memes. M e m e s. Is that right? Yeah, memes. And man, whoever's running that page, not only that they've they've thrown us some love uh, here and there, which has been kind of cool, but they they've got their pulse, their hand on the pulse of the pipe smoking community, and they're throwing out some some gold. So uh, if you're on <laughs> Facebook, I'd really encourage you to check check that page out, give them a like, and uh, it's just a fun way to kind of support the pipe smoking community and uh and have some uh some fun at our expense as well. So uh, pretty cool. Give those guys a shout. Yeah, pipe means awesome. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's incredibly good and and uh, unfortunately very distracting. Yeah, like we were getting ready for the show. Just, <laughs> you told me about it. And I was just digging there. It got real silent, and then I would just bust out laughing. Like, okay, we need to start. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's pretty means. good. Yeah, pretty good. All right, man. Well, hey, we need to we need to go ahead and jump into this because you know we we uh, we mentioned this a few episodes back that we need to to try to keep our our like uh, housekeeping items to we're trying to get it like to eight minutes, and I think we're at the twelve minute mark now. <laughs> So, gosh, terrible. Listen, if you listened last episode, and hopefully you did, in fact, if you have not gone back to listen to that last episode, if this is your first episode, go back, stop what you're doing right now, listen to last week's episode, because this week we have a continuation of our conversation with Lee Von Eric. And we're, uh, you know, as we mentioned last week, we're very, so very pleased and honored to have him on the show. Today's the conclusion, guys. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy this chat with Lee Von Eric. So, you know, going back to the movie, like I've got to wonder, you know, during all your experiences, you know, it being filmed, but then also being in these interesting situations and they're obviously uh, trying to follow you and, and learn from you. But did you learn anything from the travels there? Did you learn anything about the uh, the pipe community? Maybe you didn't know about the prior cutting industry or any, anything like that? Not really. It was a little different watching them cut it. I knew pretty much how they did it. I had never seen it. What I did learn that I watch documentaries now in a completely different way. Wow. Yeah. I can tell you within two or three minutes if it's scripted or not. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, the guys that dig it, they go out and they follow pig trails through the woods. There's Mm -hmm. big wild, wild boars up there, lots of them. And they dig two bags a day, one morning, one afternoon. They bring it back down to this landing line. And they've had a hole dug there for a while, so the dirt's easy to dig up. They dig it up, put the briar in there, you saw them putting water on it, and then cover it again to keep it moist. Right. And they leave it there and add to it until they have a pickup truck full, a small pickup, because uh, that's all Pasquale has. And then they load it into the pickup truck and take it down to the farm. And that's where you saw all the blue tarps covering, mm-hmm. covering. And every time they go in there with another load from the pickup truck, they water it down. They keep it real wet, stays very wet to prevent it from cracking. Right. And then when Pasquale gets an order, they load a truck and off he goes. And delivers it. When Mimo gets it, he's down there every two or three days watering it down, depending how humid or dry the weather has been. It's down in the basement of the house. That picture of the house, the basement down on the left-hand side. Okay, the mother lives on the first floor in the 
where he cuts is right across the hall from his mother. He lives in the second floor apartment, and there's a third floor apartment above his Sasha, or where he cuts a briar. Wow. And it's a very picturesque area. You know, you can tell that... Uh, this guy's got such a such an interesting, uh, peculiar job in our Western world, and it you know top it off by you know living in this uh, incredibly scenic area with all this uh, beautiful food and wine everywhere and all this stuff. <laughs> it's really cool. Mimo flies on Swiss Air because Karen worked for Swiss Air. She maybe still does. I'm not sure now that they got two kids. He can fly. He flies on Swiss Air on standby. He came over for the Chicago show and he got business class for 200 bucks. Wow. He flies from Nice up to Zurich and then got on standby in Zurich and there was yeah. one up. He got the last business class seat. Yeah. <laughs> It's neat for for us to see someone from the Upper Peninsula in in Michigan, and you live in this kind of rural environment. I think the first time we connected, uh, you were like, "Hey, call me back later this afternoon because I'm going down to go shooting for a while." You know, <laughs> um, it, you you would fit in probably pretty well in rural Mississippi down here, except for your accent. I'll give you. A, I'll be real honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's cool, though, because we get to see someone that's just true small-town America go all over the world with these outstanding pieces and then interact in this global community. It is really remarkable to see, well, um, to see since that. since the internet, it's really blown up globally. Up until the internet, I was pretty much just a Midwest guy. I had a few shops. I do the uh, what used to be called the RTDA, yeah. sell the pipe shops. I had some shops in California and on the East Coast that would buy from me there, but I would call on shops in the Midwest during the year and do what pipe shows I could too. Yeah, yeah. Until the internet, it was it was really kind of localized. I was Midwest guy, but I got on early. I kept hearing on the news and whatnot about this internet thing, this internet thing. And I put my first <laughs> website in 1997. Uh, this is perfect. You can put up pictures, do all of this wonderful stuff on it. It's just made for the pipe business. These pipe shops, they can sit a guy down at their computer and put up my website and he can shop my whole inventory from their pipe shop. But it never happened that way. The Most of the pipe shops that are gone thought the internet was a bad thing and it was something that's going to drive them out of business rather than get into it. Right, right. Rather than embrace it, right? Join the parade for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> And look what the internet has done done for Sykes Wilford. Yeah. You know, he started off with just an internet site. Now look at him. Yeah, of course, Sykes, for, for our um, you know friends that aren't aware, you know, he is the owner of um, uh, SmokingPipes.com, who also has Law DC Distribution, which does Savinelli and now Peterson. And yeah, he, he owns Peterson. He owns Peterson, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you see those those kind of success stories and, yeah. you know, other retailers embrace it and gives us all as pipe smokers a, a bigger platform to build and grow our community. It, we do sometimes long for those uh, days where, you know, it, it was all based on, um, you know, a geographic connection, I guess. But uh, you know, right. with, with the pipe community smaller, you know, than it was back in, let's say, the 70s or, or even the 80s, you know, it, it gives us an opportunity to connect globally in ways that we wouldn't have 
been able to otherwise, right? Sure, I can pick the phone. You know, we we can sign off here. I can go on FaceTime and talk to Japan free with with video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's mind-boggling. It is remarkable. My recollection yeah. of the telephone goes back to our cabin in Minnesota that we still have. It was a wooden box that hung on the on the wall, and there was a crank on one side and the earpiece on a hanger on the other side. And you, if you wanted the operator, it was just one long crank. And then you gave her a, a number, usually two digits. My, <laughs> my grandma had two numbers. Seven, nine was her house and five, nine was her shop. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I, could, I mean, it would, it, I called home for Christmas one time from a private phone in France. It would have been, oh, maybe the... 1960, 59 or 60 at Christmas. We, you'd get a hold of the local operator, tell her all the information to get the number you want, and you hung up, and she called you back when they got through. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Had to go from Chateauneuf to, to uh, La Rochelle to Paris to New York to Chicago to the UP. I mean, geez. Unbelievable. Yep. <laughs> I'm reminded occasionally of, you know, of the, um, some of these pipe smokers that have been in the industry for quite a long time. And they talk about, you know, when they wanted to order a pipe, they would send these Xerox, you know, Xerox pages of, of pipes around uh, where, you know, photos were taken. And, uh, you know, if there was one on the, on the Xerox page, you know, you might pick one out and say, Hey, is this one still available? And a lot of times it wasn't, it had already been picked out, but you know, if it was, maybe they could send you some more information on it or something, but it's not like you could just pull up your, your phone and, and get a photo of each and every side and the, you know, the detail of the nomenclature and, you know, all this stuff. I mean, it, that's just, that wasn't a, a thing. You had to kind of take a, the the lines of communication you kind of had to take their word for it you know it's just a yeah. it's a different there different were two uh, guys did a lot of that with photos um, one was Steve Leaders lives in San Antonio the other one I should remember his name he actually had McClellan's making him a lot of uh, blends that he came up with very oh <laughs> terrible to get old. Oh. <laughs> Eleven, Barry Levin. I knew the hard drive would get around there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but of course, Barry Levin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bear, Barry did that too. That's uh, cool. Barry had a lot of uh, McClellan making a lot of blends for him. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Lee, I wanted to ask. You know, I want to ask you a little bit more about kind of your your pipe making, and but you know, is there anything else you'd like to mention, just kind of about the documentary itself or your experiences there um, before we move on? Well. Um, Oh, I got a little sidebar about Nana and her son. Yeah. You'd like to hear that. Of course, man. Well, you know, she named her first son Sexton. Right. Okay. I was on a train ride to the airport from downtown Tokyo with Lars and his wife. His wife is not Nana's mother. Okay. And we were sitting together and just talking stuff. And it was so long ago, the boy was just a little baby. And I said uh, to Lars's wife, I said, uh, Nana named her son Sexton. And she looked at me and, and got kind of a sad face <laughs> and said, dangerous name. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought about it. The kid better be a hell of a good pipe maker. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's exactly right, man. Golly, but, could you imagine? <laughs> you know, but like Lars said in the in the in the movie, maybe a couple more. It won't go on forever in the family, but maybe a couple more generations. Well, there's a good shot. They got two boys, so That's right. Camilla has no interest in making pipes. His other daughter and she doesn't have any kids, so we did, um, obviously, you know, the whole pipe community mourned um, here. I guess it's been a couple of years now, but when we when we lost Lars Iverson and and, and we still grieve that, you know, uh, did, did you were you um, close with him? Did you have many interactions oh, yeah. with with him? Oh, yeah. I saw Lars well, every year in Chicago. When at gone. Chicago, right. And then uh, he'd come to uh, Tokyo, but every other year he spoke pretty good Japanese. He taught himself out. Wow. We talked about it one time, and I, I asked him, how did you do that? He said, well, I'd look out the window, and it'd be snowing, and I would think to myself, how do I say that in Japanese? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, great. He'd, they would go off by themselves, and he'd buy uh, knife blanks to make knives with over there. I know one time he went there. But yeah, and I think it's three years ago now, maybe, no, four years ago. Uh, Suge had the 85th anniversary party uh, for the business, and they sent out 500 invitations. There was only 50 outside the country, so uh, it was kind of a obligatory thing. Yeah, you got to go if you got to go and rob a bank. You got to make this. <laughs> Lars and his wife were there, Nana was there, and they had all kinds of doings, a big dinner, a gala dinner on Saturday night with music, and believe it or not, bluegrass music, Saab is a bluegrass nut, he loves it. That's uh, cool. Monday morning, uh, we got on a bus that filled a, a great big tour bus full of people that were, were there for the pipe ship the party all from out of the country well there might have been a couple from there were some of the, the employees were there but there might have been a couple other japanese but it was all people from outside the country and Lars and his wife were there nana was there manduela was there um antoine mimo there was a bunch there we had a great time it was it was a stunning stunning trip two days all around mount fuji just hanging out with you know you and other pipe royalty you know in this um, incredible you know part of the world civilization it's beautiful and um, man I, who would love you know everyone in the pipe world would love to be a fly on the wall <laughs> yeah it was it was a lot of fun um, and then for the international pipe smoking contest last fall they had another two, two day bus tour and I went on that one and we had pipe smokers and um, I met the international sales manager for Gawit. Yeah. He was on, he was, he didn't know, he didn't come on the show. But Mimo wasn't there, but Karin was. Mimo stayed home because he was too tired. He'd been traveling. Um, Antoine was at, was there, but he didn't go on the trip. But Manduela was, Nana was. I don't think Lars was there at all. No, Lars and his wife were there. I can remember a picture I took. Um, but again, it was just a just a stunning, stunning trip. Yeah, yeah. Places we stopped. Uh, one place we stopped that uh, that sticks in my mind was it was like an artist colony up on the side of, of a mountain, not not Fuji, but another mountain, and it was all traditional houses up there with with uh, oh, what's what do they call that when they put uh, hay on the roof? 
Yeah, the thatching or whatever. Thatching, that's it. Um, all the roofs were thatched. You couldn't smoke any closer than where the bus parked. No smoking up there at all. All kinds of artists had lunch there at night, both times for the uh, dinner. Everybody got dressed in kimonos and they were all matching. Wow. That first, that first night from on the first trip, walked into dinner, we looked like the Suge Army for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a room with Mimo and the two guys from uh, the St. Petersburg pipe shop. <laughs> oh, gee. That was, that was cool. Yeah. All you guys are uh, experiencing this together and thinking like, where are we? This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. What did I do to get here? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Talking about your own pipe making, Lee, what folks in general uh, now are becoming more and more familiar if they weren't already. Most most of the real pipe uh, enthusiasts already knew your work, but folks that are just now learning the you know, your work through this, um, you know, documentary, Father the Flame, starting to get to know your work a little bit more. Uh, you know, do you have a style that you would say, this is my style or, uh, you know, a favorite kind of uh, design that speaks to you? Is there a um, kind of a school of thought you, you have or you identify with in pipe making? I don't identify because when I started making pipes, there was no internet to start with. Right. And pretty much all self-taught. How do you drill this? How do you shape this? How do you do this? You got to stop and think about it and figure something out. And while you're making this pipe today, how can I do this better and faster tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, and I always, I always go into the shop with the idea of the pipe I work on today, I'm going to do it better than yesterday. Tomorrow's going to be a better one. As far as the style, yes, I have been fortunate. And I've had a lot of pipe makers come up here and spend a week or 10 days or whatever they want. There's two things I tell them when they get here the first morning. I'll tell you everything I know about pipe making, but I got years and years and years of experience and I'll catch up. Secondly, I have my own style. When somebody walks in the room smoking my pipe, you can tell across the room. How yeah. that happened, I have no idea. <laughs> it came from here and it came out here. I don't participate a lot in all of the groups on Facebook or chat rooms or any of that kind of thing. I very seldom look at pipes on the internet. About the only time is I've got a couple of friends who see one of mine on eBay. They'll send me a link and I'll go and look at that. See, yeah, but what, what it is and uh, so on and so forth. But as far as style, yes, the flutes is one thing. Can you and describe a flute? I can show you a flute. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I guess I better describe it. This is radio. The flutes are, are the grooves with the twisted and then a twisted shank. That's right. I, I I was I was trying to figure out how to describe that myself for this interview, right? Because so many of your pipes, you do see that fluted, uh, twisted. There's almost like a it's a mesmerizing ripple that kind of flows through that briar, right? And you've had yeah. to had to follow the grain, but also you know be very deliberate on where you're putting these kind of twists and turns. It's it's got to take a lot of patience to produce that. <laughs> yeah. No, the the oval shanks and the round shanks they are a two true twist square shank or a diamond shank is really a mirror image and the reason for that when i first first square shanks i made on this on this uh, this is a blast and a piece of junk that i resurrected for myself 
<laughs> what Lee just Lee is referring to right now for those that can't see a, a piece of junk that looks like an eight hundred dollar pipe. But anyway, go ahead, Lee. <laughs> on the, on well, if the pipe is in your mouth on the left side of the, the shank, the grain will be going up this way. Okay. Yeah. On the other side, also it'll be going up this way. In order to make it a true twist, you've got to put the flute on the right side of of the shank the opposite so it's going across the straight grain wow the first couple i made i made as a regular twist it's like the threads on a screw or a bolt but then i looked at it and i thought geez that right side it screws up the grain what can i do to change it what can i do to make it better tomorrow and it just turned into uh, the square shanks and the diamond shanks are really mirror images and it leaves the grain alone on the opposite side. Yeah. And that way the, the pattern can continue organically and you can you see the unity of it through that, which is remarkable. Another one that I'm I haven't got a good one here. The best one is downstairs. This isn't bad. Another shape of mine, people call the loon, or I call the loon. That's the only one I've ever named is the loon. The rest of them are the just pipes. You know. The loom, the L L O O M, is that right? L double O N. Yes. And the first one I made, it's up right up there. I looked at that pipe for three, four days. I've seen this shape somewhere, but where? I couldn't figure it out. Finally, it dawned on me. I had seen a picture of a loon almost standing on his tail with his wings in, his head bent like that. <laughs> There's the first one. And that, so that's the first loon right there. That's the first loon right there. Yeah. yeah, boy, it's beautiful. And it's a, it does it's, have a avian look to it. Yeah, and you can see how it's changed. Once I did that, then I thought, well, what can I do to this to make it a little better? You know, better than tomorrow is a better pipe. Tomorrow is a better pipe. And it doesn't ever change. You, you just keep making them better. What can I do? What can I change with this shape? Yeah. Uh, in the beginning, I did a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, <laughs> freehand, I mean, just following trying to follow the grain here's here's a good example look how stunning the grain is on this side yeah all right but look how it washes out on this side this is a piece of greek briar now the the grain goes like that in on the end of the plateau you don't get that with memo and i talked about that too in the, in the film obviously yeah and it, you know, the your work is able to change and pivot as the quality of um, materials you get changes right and so yeah that's amazing was, it was a godsend that i got memo and also now that briar from uh, SEM. Yeah. Or briar. Uh, ebonite. Uh, the, uh, ebonite, yeah. Yeah, because mm. she does so much with different colors and, and patterns in there. It's almost as exciting to watch the, the, the green in the bit form as you're forming. That That's exactly right. I, I love that. And, you know, in some of your uh, pieces that I've seen, um, you know, just on my on my own, I love how the, the twists and turns that you have, those mesmerizing waves that find themselves in the shank, they, a lot of the times they wind up being also carried on into the stem of the pipe. Yeah. Um, and, and you can only do that with the finest materials, right? Right, right. And you, you got to be a little bit lucky every time, too, because you don't know what the briar's doing inside. You don't know exactly what the, the ebonite's doing inside. Right, you right. Know, so there's a, there's a little bit of luck involved. <laughs> and the ones that you um, aren't lucky with, like you said, you have three in a row in a day, and, and you take them out back and shoot them, right? 
<laughs> well, I shoot something. <laughs> that was that was really really kind of a joke. But from the from the film, I got contacted by a guy from Grayling, Michigan, which is about five hours from here, down the middle of the mid. He was a paratrooper first, then he got the Rangers, then he got the Delta Force. Now he has a security firm in Florida. He's built himself a log house from scratch by hand near Grayling. And I'm going down there for two days in August and spend two days with him shooting. He saw me shooting and he's going to show me a better way. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. Shoot. <laughs> that's hilarious. I had, I had a guy here yesterday, uh, today's Monday. No, it wasn't yesterday. It was Saturday. It came from, because of the film, from Arkansas. He's an executive with Walmart. Yeah. Cigar, occasional cigar smoker and bought a pipe from me. The guy wants to buy a pipe from me in Grayling too. That's, that's good, man. I, you know, I know, um, obviously, you know, you're, we're happy to do the, uh, you know, the, the film and the feature for, you know, the betterment of the pipe community, but man, I'm, I know you're thrilled to see, um, you know, the interest in your work growing and, you know, it's gotta be gratifying, you know, as someone that, you know, has had quite a stellar career, man, here it, did, did you say you're 79, Lee? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. You wear, you wear it well. You wear it well. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to get in a fight with you. I'll just say that. <laughs> but up here, I think 35, except that voice up there keeps saying, are you sure you're not dead yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a mischievousness there too, that I think probably well, keeps you, keeps you well, young, right? Well, you know, I'm, I just keep going. I'm having fun. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a great life. I'm, I'm just blessed with what I've got. Yeah. And yeah. I'm having a good time with it. I mean, I've been to well, Japan once a year since I think 2001 and one year twice. I've been to St. Petersburg, Russia three or four times. I've seen places in Germany that I didn't see when I was over there in the service. I never got to Italy when I was in the service and I've seen parts of that. I've been to Milano, yeah. to Genoa, to Bologna, to Taja, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's, um, it, it, it's just it, it's too much fun. <laughs> really. Well, it's wonderful, man. I, I I think the whole whole pipe but, community but, is celebrating with you, you know. And um, you know, I hope so. That's that's the big. I hope the pipe community really gets what this whole movie or video is about. And I think they are. I mean, the the feedback that I've seen online, the feedback that I've gotten in person. That's really why I got into it. Do, do you have a, a favorite shape of pipe? I know you don't really make, or is, it doesn't seem that you really smoke small pipes. You like a bigger pipe, don't you? Uh, I like something like that. I like my loom. Yeah. Uh, when I before I was making pipes, uh, Canadian was my favorite shape. Yeah. Yeah. I've got I've got seven alleys up there. I've got Stanwells up there. Five different seven alleys that I that I used to smoke a lot. I, yeah. I used to smoke them a lot in my shop, but after I put in webcams, yeah, I can't be caught smoking somebody else's pipe. <laughs> it happened to me once early on in my career. Uh-huh. Very nice Wiley, great big piece, great straight grain in it. And I was sitting at home smoking and I had to go to town. I was going to stop in the pipe store just to talk to the guy. So I get down there. I decide, no, I won't take my own pipe out. I'll smoke. This is smoking too good. So I smoke and I go down there. 
And I'm talking to Bill, and the customer shows up, and Bill says to the customer, he says, oh, by the way, Lee over here, he's making pipes now. The guy looks around the corner at me, he says, oh, is that one of yours? Well, no. <laughs> the last time, it's the last time I ever smoked somebody else's pipe outside of my office. <laughs> you got caught, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Wouldn't you know? Well, it's it's funny. You mentioned not being super active in um, you know, Facebook groups and forums and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, let, let's give let's give you a lot of credit. You have opened up your shop digitally to the world. Uh, you know, you've got a very robust web presence and, you know, also, like you said, you have wired up your whole, your whole rig there to be, um, you know, viewed while, while you're doing pipe work and, you know, and, and I think it adds a lot to it to kind of tell us, you know, if folks are interested in learning more about your work and, and following you on a regular basis, what are the best ways for them to do that? Lee? I have been doing a Facebook live thing when I'm in the shop, but if they really want to see what I'm doing, you go to my website and you go to the live stream and you click four by four and you get four webcams that are within 12 to 18 inches of where I'm working. Yeah, yeah. And they all come up on the screen at the same time, all four of them. And when I move from one to the other, you can see it. The Facebook live thing is just one picture down the length of the bench where I work at one station when really there's four. One is shows the lathe, and that's about twelve inches from the from the lathe, or from the the chuck. Where I work, just get to see her right there in person. That's so cool. Yeah. And these are all all uh, they're Wi-Fi cameras. They're really security cameras, but they're up close and they're high def, uh, so you do get a good picture. That's great. Obviously, you have a website that um, where you post pipes that are available. Are, are most of your pipes uh, commissioned, or do you make pipes just to sell? Kind of, what is your um, model there? A little of both. I estimate mm-hmm. that thirty to forty percent, maybe a little more. I end up selling in Japan, and those some of them are commissions. Some are bought by Suge. I've got a place now in Singapore. They're just getting started. I can't imagine the pipe smoking in Singapore. It's so hot and humid all of it. <laughs> uh, Russia wants more pipes, but they want a smaller pipe. Right. Uh, my distributor in Japan wants more, or in China. A guy lives in Hong Kong, Eddie Wong. He wants more pipes, but he wants smaller pipes. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got big hands, and it's hard for me to work on a small pipe. It just, just kind of disappears in my hands. Yeah. Uh, um, I do make some occasionally, like for Eddie Wong, I, I try to bring something to Chicago that he'd like. doesn't always work that way, but I try. <laughs> it's hard for me to go to Russia because it's and to the West Coast Pipe Show in, in Vegas because it's always right after I've come back from Japan and I sell out. Right. I haven't got time enough to make enough pipes to make it worthwhile to go. You go with one or two, you're not going to sell any. Three, you might sell one. Yeah. So I haven't been to Russia, I guess, in four or five years. Because, first of all, I've got a two-week two delay in the oil curing process. The pipe is three-quarters done, sanded down to 150 grit when it goes in oil curing. And I start with 150 when it comes out again. But i got to have it in the curing process for two weeks. It adds a whole separate element to the process that other makers just don't have to, um, you know, don't have to deal with. 
right. but there again, that's why you're, you know, that's why folks are, are willing to pay that much more because your pipe is, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a broken in pipe, man. It's one that's ready to roll with that oil cure and, uh, it's going to smoke sweet and smooth and be more I've durable. Had, um, I've had comments that it smokes like the old Dunhill oil cured pipes from back in the 60s and before when they were oil cured. Right. Longer. Yeah. But all that, all that does is it gets out residue sap and resins that were left in the, the plateau when Mimo boiled it in water. It comes out. Then we you drill two holes through it. You've got thinner walls. I mean, most of the plateau is gone. You've got a smaller mm-hmm. piece. There's still some from the inside of that plateau, some of the resins and whatnot. And that's what, when your grandpa said about uh, pipe smoke sour in the beginning, all he was doing was smoking out the resins the, and sap and, and stuff that was left in there. You that's can, so interesting. You can cure a pipe by just boiling it in water. When the water gets dark, change it. Boil it again and again. And you'll finally get to the point where it, it stays clean when it's boiling. Now all the crap is out of the piece. <laughs> now I got them thinking. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Go boil it with your uh, whatever you use in your uh, Jeep Wrangler or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I said boil it in water just like Mimo does. You can do that. Right. Right. It's been done. It's been done. Man. Not by me, by by another guy I know. Well, Lee, if uh, what is the name of your website? Where do where do folks go to check out your inventory and 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 see your uh, shop? There's and there's also a lot of pipes that I made in the past that are all separated by year. Below on um, on the homepage, you scroll down and there's all kind of there's a blog up there too. But it's V is in Victor, O N dash, not the underline dash, B R C K dot com. So von von Eric dot com or von dash Eric dot com, right? right? Okay, yeah. great. That's great. And um, man, Lee is just um, super accessible. As he said, you know, he not only is in, involved in the pipe community, but he's even taken on apprentice apprentices from time and time again. And you know, is if you're a someone that's interested in pipe smoking or pipe making, uh, you know, he, he's one of those resources that uh, whether it's over through his website or Facebook or at the Chicago Pipe Show, he's going to be, you know, just thrilled to you know have the chance to sit down with you. And man, he just uh, just so honored to have you here today. So, um, but man, Lee, thanks for thanks for joining us. I was so so tickled that this worked out, and uh, man, it was such a treat, particularly right after viewing the the great show that we that we got to see. Uh, with Father the Flame, so um, man, I, we're we're thrilled. I can't wait to see you next year in Chicago. Yeah, well, Chicago just around the corner. Better hurry up, and make some pipes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we get some for Tokyo first. <laughs> That's right. You, yeah, make sure you got plenty, man. You, if you're going to sell out, you want to make a big statement. Yep. <laughs> uh, this year, the pipe show is not in Tokyo; it's in Sendai, so I get to go to a new city. Oh, I've that'll been be great. Over the country, I've been up. In Sapporo, where they had the Olympics a few years ago, one year the yeah. show was there. So I'm getting to see the whole thing. I've seen as much of that country as I've seen of this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Well, man, thanks for joining us, and uh, I look forward to seeing you real soon, okay? Ah, thank you. Man, you know, we mentioned a course last week, but we I, I, I'm trying to think of, like, when we've been more honored 
as a show. And I mean, don't get me wrong. It's on up there. We, we have had royalty, literal royalty in, in the Stokeby standpoint <laughs> of uh, <laughs> guests that have come on this, this show, you know, of course, Phil, you know, I've seen uh, commentaries on, on, uh, your chat with Phil at our 300th as being one of the, the best interviews done in pipe. Yeah. Dumb. <laughs> you know, like yeah. they, like there's been like some big highlights for this show, but I don't, I, I don't know, man. Levon Eric seems to top them. I, yeah. I, I could be wrong, but I don't it, know. Well, it's just a good feeling, obviously, to talk with someone that has experienced not just such an incredible career and who set himself apart quite so much, but also someone who literally is at the top of his game yes. and also getting a lot of you know international attention right now just because of Father of the Flame and the incredible job done uh, with that documentary. So we are so grateful to Lee for reaching out to us, uh, providing some more insight, man, sharing about not just his experiences with the documentary, but you know as a pipe carver, as a tobacco enthusiast, and just giving us that insight into the, the history that he's seen of the pipe smoking culture and the carving culture how, how it's changed and man he's just a he's just he's hilarious he uh he's fun and I, I i can't wait to see him again at uh at chicago next year so uh thanks again to lee for coming on absolutely and hey you know this podcast is made possible by our amazing friends at missouri meerschaum in fact this week we're continuing kind of talking about a special series of pipes the great dane that's right. That's right. The Great Dane, it's one of my favorites because it's got such a chunky, large bowl and a generous chamber there, but it's got a really fun shape. Both of the Great Dane uh, spool and spindle are incredibly ergonomic, I would think it would be the word to say. It, it just fits your palm so well. Uh, the Great Dane spindle is our featured pipe today, and it's from Missouri Meerschaum and is a nod to old world craftsmen and perfectly demonstrates the skill of our pipe makers on the lathe. This is a lathe-turned pipe. It's designed to fit comfortably in the hand for both right and left-handed smokers. Uh, the unique and uncommon spindle is a mainstay of our larger, unfiltered pipes. This pipe is unfiltered, has a genuine hardwood insert in the bottom of the bowl, and is available in a straight or a bent variety. It, it also comes in a two-pipe uh, gift set. So the Great Dane spindle, it, it's cool. It's got this kind of hourglass shape to it that's really pleasing, but then right in the middle, there's this bowed-out area that just really fits the palm of your hand and your fingers as it surrounds the pipe just so, so well. And so, um, you know, the length of the stem, the length of the shank, this is a generously lengthed, uh, you know, long pipe. And so uh, just got a nice, cool smoke there, uh, even for an unfiltered pipe. It's just a just an elegant, beautiful pipe. So check it out. It only retails for $12.59, so an incredible value for a larger size uh, handmade pipe by the folks at Missouri Mearsham. Yeah, and to me, man, it really kind of communicates Missouri Mearsham's dedication to innovation. And if you've never like picked one of these up, you need to because like immediately you could tell like I, I would have never thought this shape was like the most comfortable shape in the world. Like it's a beautiful pipe. It's got a great like aesthetic and everything. But when you pick it up, it's almost like it's ergonomically like fitted for your hand. It's amazing. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Gorgeous pipe, wonderful smoke. And hey, if you've got one, be sure to smoke it this week. Take a picture of yourself doing it. It's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Mearsham know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire quest Jones! All right, man. Don't change that dial. That's right. We're jumping straight into quick fire questions. Running a little <laughs> bit late this week, so this is just kind of how it all played out. Are you ready to play this out? Yeah, bring it, baby. All right. So these are coming in from Stephen Mario Joseph Cardello, or SMJC, <laughs> as his friends call it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Here we go. Ocean or lake? Ooh. Okay. Uh, ocean, eight times out of ten. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 
Now, lake lake is easier to smoke your pipe. Yeah, but but ocean it, for me designates like very much in my mind like you know being lazy, not having to do anything, and a cold beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, the only reason I would I would kind of do the I wouldn't say eight out of ten. I might say four out of five. But the only reason that I would do the uh, the lake would be for fishing, and the reality is. Is it like after fishing on on the ocean, after fishing off the shore of the beach, like it's totally redefined like what what I enjoy about fishing. And so I'm going to go ocean five out of five, which, by the way, four out of five is the same. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, All right. Here we go. So ocean for me, hiking or bike riding? I'll go with bike riding, but it's it's probably kind of close. I don't do a lot of either, but um, but I do enjoy riding a bike. Yeah. A lot. Of course, a lot of great memories riding a bike as a kid. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'll go. I'll go with riding a bike. Yeah, same. Unless it's uphill. I'd rather hike uphill than bike uphill. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Of course, hiking right. you can do easier with your pipe. So there, there is that too. That is <laughs> that just, yeah, I, I would not recommend biking with your with Biking your with your pipe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Deodorant versus antiperspirant. <laughs> Chalk this up as one of the stranger, uh, <laughs> stranger questions that we've gotten for quick fire questions. Um, right. I guess I'll go with antiperspirant, right? I mean, you know, you don't just want to cover that stuff up. You want to, you want to quit it from happening, right? Stop it. <laughs> I um, I, I, I didn't know there was a difference, and that yeah. might explain a lot about the way I smell. No. So. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm actually really glad that we could educate you today on this. So uh, when we get off our, um, our our podcast today, I'm going to uh, encourage you both to um, just just look into that a little bit. I think that'd All be right, good for yeah. you. Good, good my, for my you and your children. Good for you and your marriage. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, man, I've got actually a painful story from childhood, but I don't think I'm going to share that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. We can put put that on a Squire Select sometime when uh, yeah. the, the oil of conversation is present. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> All right, man. And then finally, backyard deck or front porch? Front porch. 10 times out of 10, front porch. Well, so. Hmm. But a lot I'm, of that is based on your house, right? And, exactly. And, and how it's set up, right? Some people don't have a legit front porch. I, I don't really have a great back deck. I've got a legit front porch. And so you, porch. you have got like the most legit front porch. Your, your front porch is like the stuff of like, like Bellhaven royalty. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there, ha- there there are plenty of stories that go along with my front porch. People oh, have yes. made uh, people have made very 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 life positive life changes and and terrible decisions. Just uh, just life altering decisions. But that, life altering decisions on my front porch, and it's that's right. uh, yeah, it, it is very uh, <laughs> it is it is holy uh, ground, as it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or unholy. No, you, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's something. It's definitely yeah. something. Lots no, of you, tobacco has been consumed on my front porch. <laughs> very true. The, the ash is strong on that one that's right uh you know it's it's funny because like you know you've got a such a fantastic front porch i have never had a front porch um in my homeowning career but i've got i, I enjoyed the back porch that or the side porch i guess is more accurate for the last house and here we have we've got a nice front lawn and then but mostly it's like, like the back deck i think i mentioned that like the new house has a pool and so it's yeah. got kind of like a pool it's not really lifted just kind of more of a, a patio and I dig it. It's nice. And it's, yeah, it's kind of nice because it's, yeah, it's, it's also kind of private, which is also good because our old backyard was very much like everybody walking by, you know, and you know how it is. Like <laughs> it's do, the neighborhood. Yeah. They have to stop and talk and you're trying to grill your burgers and everything. And <laughs> sometimes it's nice, but sometimes it's like, you know, <laughs> I, I get it. 
I get it, man. There's something about living in in this uh, old neighborhood that uh, I live in now, and Bo used to live in. That there's just not a lot of privacy. Yeah, all there's these old not. houses. There's uh, these old houses have tons of windows everywhere just to let in lots of natural light, which is awesome when you want light, and terrible when you want privacy. <laughs> exactly. And they're and they're real close to the street, and it's just all these you know everything's real close together. And uh, I love it. I love it for the community. But yeah, if you're uh, trying to hide out from trick or treaters, it's not particularly uh, you know <laughs> conducive to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, great, great quick fire questions from uh, Stephen. And hey, if you've got some quick fire questions, be sure to send them in. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Of course, quick fire questions brought to you by the awesome Country Squire Radio t-shirts available at the CountrySquireOnline.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback. Mm-hmm. All right, these are iTunes reviews. The uh, we got we got an American and a Canadian. Wait, I was gonna try to do a Canadian accent, but um, a, a boot Zed. Uh, <laughs> oh man, unbelievable! Maybe, yeah, maybe I should maybe I should just let you uh, handle that one. Um, let me go ahead and grab this uh, first one from uh, Gabe Skypala. Says entertaining and relevant. Says if you are a pipe smoker, tobacco enthusiast, or love hobbits and rednecks, then you owe it to yourself to give the show a listen. Thank you so much, Gabe. We appreciate that. No, that's great, G- Gabe. Of course, longtime listener of the show. And then from iTunes Canada, uh, we've got A B V D A. He says I or she says I wish I was there. JD and Bo bring us weekly podcasts loaded with tobacco reviews, tobacco pairings, pipe history, both fiction and non, (laughs) and so many other insights from the world of pipe smoking. Uh, I've learned so much and enjoy my pipe hobby even more because of them. Keep up the great work. And, man, that's from ab.vda. It might be ab something or <laughs> whoever you are from canada man we are so thankful for our friends on the on the north side of the border up there and uh man thanks for thanks for the feedback we really appreciate it that's what i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> oh man he probably that's has that, never said a boot in his life <laughs> I, yeah I, I highly doubt. well he might have been buying some boots once and then, he, may, you know. he may have, yeah, in, in that sense. Right, right. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for those iTunes reviews. Hey, iTunes reviews are a great way to help support the show, and it doesn't cost you a dime to do it. Uh, head over to iTunes, find Country Squire Radio, write us a review. It's awesome. And hey, by the way, if you are able and willing to spend a few dimes to help make the show happen, head over to patreon.com slash Radio, where you can become a Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club member. Uh, we've actually got a new one that we'll be giving a shout out to next week, which we're really excited about. And we would love to add your name to that list as well. Again, that is patreon.com slash country squire radio. Also, you can keep up with us throughout the week. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire. At squire radio is the handle on the Twitters and all that information and more can be found at country squire radio dot com. Well, man, I don't think I, I could be wrong, but I don't think we have ever had a non like pipe show two parter like we've had multiple parter episodes before as it relates to like events but i don't yeah. know that we've ever had like a guest and I, I like how do i say this with the gift of gab that both has has the content and warrants the the content you know what i mean and, and warrants it yeah warrants the uh warrants the the double double dose right exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> no again thanks to lee for for coming on and uh man we're just so grateful keep be sure to keep up with his work uh through his website uh facebook and all those fun places and uh and if you do go to chicago next year he will definitely be there so so be sure to go say hey and maybe maybe pick up one of his fancy pipes that's right man well hey let's go have a day see you both